Hello and welcome back to Blockbuster Hall of Fame. We are in my favorite time of the year, spooky season. Sorry, we got a week in between. Jared is busy, um, or was busy because past tense, but still is. We're back talking about this three-hour movie, Bo is Afraid, directed by Ari Aster. This is his third movie. He directed my favorite horror movie, Hereditary, followed by Midsummer, and Bo was Afraid is his third attempt. We all had some feelings about this movie. Um, tell me your quick thoughts. I want to hear Jordan because... You hate horror movies, so I'm really interested to see I don't, how you felt about this. I don't so much hate more horror movie, and I, I don't think this is a horror movie, is it? It's more just like I hate society. I feel like of a movie than anything else. That's how I took this movie. It's a life uh, in general type movie, dude. <laughs> so, uh, I worry about your guy, man. I he. I think he needs to see some help. <laughs> Buddy, after his first two movies, if you didn't get that impression, I think he screamed it with this one. Yeah, yeah, no. This... Seth, what do you think? I think there are times when, uh, you know, certain authors or creators can be given too long of a leash. Stephen King and his current career where he doesn't listen to editors sparks to mind. And uh, I feel like this uh, movie is very much an example of a creator being given way too much leash to create without any sort of feedback. Right. Take the chef out of the kitchen. He's been cooking too long. He's been cooking too long. Like, let him out. Get him some help. My quick thoughts. Uh, I think you guys are wrong, except for Jordan. He <laughs> delivered on his actual vision. This was his vision, and he delivered on his it, vision. It was definitely a vision, I will say that. He as, definitely as had a vision, said, he went Jordan, for it. As Jordan said, maybe... Maybe get this man some help. So yeah, like he he went for this vision, he delivered, and it's like, hey, let's let's not do this vision. Let's not deliver on this vision. So mm. that's mm. you're wrong. He delivered mm. the movie he wanted to. I it was was did he want to deliver a bad movie? Because if you wanted to deliver an unfun movie that no one wants to watch, I mean if Ooh. that was the vision. I agree. I mean, we're talking, we're using a lot of subjective terminology. <laughs> if, this, if this is the blockbuster, like, if this is the anti-blockbuster Hall of Fame, this is first entry, like, no, star no. Of, the, of the franchise. No. Guys, yeah. um, he, he no, made a movie. Is, he this has is $5 to have some Walmart sort of... Hall of Fame. Uh, no, there are, there are definitely other movies that I watched in enjoyed a lot but i i guarantee you i never want to watch again um this isn't one of those movies that i watched and enjoyed a lot so we're gonna talk about i wanted to throw this on you because this movie is clearly um the author or the director ari aster he is delivering 
a lot of like personal issues and personal statements and things that he worked through or should be working through in therapy. And Ray, you talked about like a lot of things going wrong in the world or what you hate about the world. Uh, and then we also talked about trauma in our group chat. We didn't talk about on this yet. So if you were to manifest your trauma in a movie, what would that manifestation be like? Your trauma, it could be trauma with things you're afraid of or trauma, things you've went through, trauma that you experienced. How would you represent that in a movie? I wanted to throw this on you at the last minute because, hey, I'm going to put you guys in the spot. How would you manifest your trauma or traumas in a movie? We've all been through it. Um, Okay. So how would you you manifest that in a movie? When you have kids, your biggest fear is something happening to them. Your biggest fear is not being around to see them grow up. So I constantly have this fear of like, am I putting myself in a situation where I not I might not make it out? Or like when my daughter was like four months old, I had this vision of her crawling alone across the street in front of my house because my wife at the time had fallen asleep and left the front door open. I just have these weird horror daydreams, right? And so I guess my movie would be about someone who can't control visions in their head and they can't discern what's real and what's not and it's just constant fear or their child in constant danger so that's that's on the spot without any planning that's what the movie would be and i don't think that'd be an enjoyable enjoyable movie to watch uh okay so i will take my personal traumas um, I will take every individual trauma that I've had or have and make them a separate character. But I'm on a reality dating show with each of my traumas as the women that I'm trying to court. And that's the premise of the movie, that I'm dating each of my different traumas and then they're fighting over me. So it's a tragic comedy of sorts. Like a Coen Brothers movie. Okay. Very funny. That's that's what I would do. And that actually sounds very, like a good movie. I just want to throw that out and there. It, and, and it may be very on the nose, but it's actually pretty funny. Seth, what about you? Is it Snakes? Uh, yeah. I was saying they've already made this movie. They've made my movie. It's called Snakes on a Plane. Uh, that is, that's, that, that's it. Like in a confined area. With a lot of snakes, uh, and um, or a snake. Uh, it doesn't even have to be multiple snakes, but multiple snakes just makes it worse. It's, you know, I don't ever afraid that I'm gonna be in that exact plot line that put the snakes on the plane. Just that I will be in a confined area with snakes. That's that's literally it. So snakes on a plane has already been made, and I did watch that in the movie theaters You're with my feet. My knees put to my chest in the movie theater. Scene. No, he—he's he, not lying. I was also there for that movie. He is not no, lying. You, you have an irrational fear of snakes. It's not just a fear of snakes. It's an irrational fear. Of snakes. Oh, you—you're you're not kidding. No, I will. I if I see a snake, I'll machete it. I will run it over with my truck. I if I had a flamethrower, I would light it on fire after shooting it. Uh, I would do all those things. I'm telling you right now. Like every time I see a snake on one of my runs. 
I'll take a picture and send it to Seth. And the co- and the first comment back is like, dude, fuck you. Or why the hell would you do this? Or go to hell. There's <laughs> some variation point. thereof. It is exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> Jordan, what about you? What about me? Uh, what about me? Uh, prob- probably when I got back, I, I had... Like most soldiers, when they come back, have a bit of case of PTSD and just the standard loud noises and crowds. Uh, it took some time to get back and used to when it, uh, especially the whenever you'd hear a loud noise, uh, b- sudden bang, you definitely get the adrenaline going. So that was probably the big thing with me. So how would you manifest that in a movie? How would I manifest this in a movie? I don't know. I, really, one of the ones that I always say, it's not the best war movie, but it's a movie that I've talked about several times. And it's not necessary about that part, uh, but it's also the feel when you get back, how odd everything feels when you get back. And it's the Hurt Locker with the scene with at the grocery store uh, mm-hmm. where you have choices, so many choices, and everything's so colorful. Because those are two things when you get back that feels so weird. And I know you, you've you harped on it sometimes about like movies where they lose their tone when they're in another country and they come back to the United States and it's colored. But at the same time, when I was in the desert in Iraq, that's what it felt like. And you get back and you, everything's like the grass is green and everything else. And it, it sort of messes with you when you first get back. So... I often say that's probably one of the best film-wise description of it. Okay. Awesome. So as this movie really goes into trauma of the character Bo, um, as we see Bo, he is heavily medicated or trying to be medicated within the first sequence of the movie, but chaos is ensuing all around him. And we're all grown adults, so we can attribute... Some of the chaos that's happening is pretty much in his head, but he's just, it's the yeah, personification yeah. of it. And that's why this movie is like really a tough watch, as we would all say, we've all already stated. Um, it is a tough watch. But within this tough watch, what were the things, and I know we're, we're, we're really just going to like skip the formula I just want to hear the good things about it first before we really go into how this movie really like made us feel. So what were some of the bright spots of the movie before we really like sink our teeth in? I'll go. Right. Well acted. This movie is very well acted. For the most part, until you kind of get tired of the pattern, you're intrigued. You're like, what's going on? What's going to happen next? Right. That kind of wears off after like hour two. Um, and it's very well directed. If he wants to build tension, he builds tension very well. If he wants to show chaos outside the, the street, he's going to show you chaos and he's going to show you the fear that this guy feels throughout the movie. Like, he, it, one of the things Ari Aster does as a director is he's able to really kind of get you inside the mind of the protagonist. Um, in a way that's not cheap. Um, he's able to build a vibe and a tone with his directing style that like, really makes you feel the anxiety and uh, 
I guess just anxiety overall. Like you just feel it and you feel what that character's feeling and you kind of become that character watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to leave it, but and when you, when you, when you want to come back to the negatives, come back to me. Cause I have a, but to go after that. Oh no, no, no. Uh, we're, 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 we're all just going to go negative for like an hour. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I just want to get out the positive. Cause I know they're going to be quick. I know the positives are going to be quick. But those, he accomplished, like you said, he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Like you, you went through it with this character, and I think that's why it's not a very rewatchable movie. Because why on earth would you want to go through this shit again? Like it's terrifying. It's awful. I don't want to go through this. And hey, mission accomplished. You made a movie that no one wants to watch because it's too terrifying, right? Um, but he did it. Like you can't say any like. Not many directors can make you feel this way. It kind of reminds me of the Duffer Brothers. Not the Duffer Brothers. Who's the who made uh, the Adam Sandler movie? Um, the Uncut the, Gems. Uncut Gems and Good Time. Safety. Yeah, Safety Brothers. It's similar to them, where they're all their movies. You just feel on high alert the entire time, right? And that's kind of how I felt in this movie. I'm done. I'm sipping my I'm sipping my uh, gin right now. So I'm good. Uh, Seth, what were your positives? All right, because I got I got some disagreements, so I'll just keep my positive. My positive, and I, I said singular positive, is that Joaquin Phoenix can act. <laughs> he can act. He can act. For the sake of discussion, can, what do you disagree with? I'm curious. I, I thought Nathan Lane's character was quite good too, as the the doctor with acting. He wise. crushed it. Nathan Lane okay. crushed it. Yes, Seth. Here's here's the problem with all of this, right? Uh, and, hold on, know. wait, wait, no, 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 never mind. The way you set it up, it's gonna derail us too much. <laughs> but no, no, no. The positives. But it's a good discussion. That's... I want to see what he disagreed with us all. But okay, we can wait. Well, let's Seth. I'm going to come back to you first after okay, Jordan and I say positives because I feel like once you go in, it's going to open the floodgates for all of us. You're you're probably right because I'm probably going to be the uh, y'all probably all disagree with me, and that's okay. But uh, yeah, that sounds good. Jordan, yeah, the positives. I felt like it was very well directed. He had a clear image what he was going for for this movie, and he went for it. Uh, and it, I felt like it, yeah, it was well acted in the movie. And so <laughs> that, those are my positives I'll put on the movie. Um, I have more positives to say outside of like just Joaquin Phoenix is probably again. Um, and this is going to be a shot at you, Ray. I'm sorry. Like mm. Leo DiCaprio is nowhere near like the best actor in our like lifetime in, Joaquin Phoenix, Brad Pitt, act circles, Adam Driver, list goes on. All these people act circles around Leo. Come on, man. Um, when Leo, disrespect. Chris Pine. Disrespect. Chris Pine? Uh, no, no, not, no bait, no bait, no bait. Uh, <laughs> that's what that was. Um, I will say I am looking close. forward of, of his new movie. Yeah, Edward Norton. Yeah, Edward Norton is actually really good. Yeah, he's he's actually you know what? I see Jared's face. I'm gonna say it. He's probably our best living actor. 
I don't believe that, but I want to see Jared's uh, face. So, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix crushed it. Nathan Lane was great. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Jordan. Um, I, again, Seth is going to disagree in a second, but he had a vision, he delivered, and he fucking crushed it with his vision. Do we agree with his vision? Do we like his vision? No. But did he do his job? Yes. Yes, he did. Um, no, and I just love the story that he told. And actually, there's something like divine in being able to see all your traumas like played out before you in your life, like happening, flashing before your eyes. And so we all think about the journey that we've all been on in our lifetimes. And Ray, thank you for saying that. And Jordan, like honestly, like talking about like what it's like going through PTSD and like feeling it as a veteran. Like, seeing our traumas, like, played out before our eyes and telling the story around our trauma to make it more palatable is it's, it's something divine, but it's nothing no one wants. It's nothing anybody wants to watch. Nothing anyone wants to go through, but you being able to, like, put it out there is something vastly different. We're always told, keep your emotions to yourself, go to therapy, seek help, things like that, especially as men. So, I understood what he was doing i appreciated it but i'm gonna go ahead and be a spoiler i'm never gonna watch this shit again um <laughs> so um seth wait did you get to say it's positive opinion. wait did you to get yeah i said my positive okay. yeah i just want to make sure i just want to make sure all right so here's the thing and i cannot say this with enough emphasis we keep talking about his vision I cannot believe this man's vision was to make a three-hour snooze fest with a completely unlikable character and a downright unenjoyable movie. This is one of the least favorite movies I've ever watched in my existence. And I know I'm coming down harsh here. But if that's his vision, if that is that man's vision and he landed it, the man should never make another movie. He is not making movies. He is making a self-centered let me go ahead and self-aggrandize myself, and that is awful. I'm just saying, uh, if that's his vision, that's a that's a terrible vision at best. Again, three other people got a different viewpoint from this movie than you that are on this podcast. I, I realize. I but, don't think. Oh, go ahead. No, but like, look, Ray brought up a great example here. Good Times is almost a perfect example of a movie that you can do in which you actually create characters that A, act like make logical sense throughout the movie, uh, and B, are at least likable. I wanted Bo to die within 15 minutes of the movie. I would have cheered and been happy if hit. that crazy man had – oh, yeah. Oh, when he, got when he got hit, he got stabbed. I was like, I know there's three hours left. So I know he's not going to, but, man, that would be great. I was rooting for the PTSD guy. I was rooting – for literally everyone. I was rooting for the freaking mother at one point just to end my suffering of watching this movie. I have something. Can I add to Seth real quick? Go ahead. Okay. He's not wrong, but the way he has phrased it is wrong. This movie is not enjoyable. I 100% agree. Um, but where Good Time and Uncut Gems what they do differently is when a scene happens, it builds to another scene and you see, you can kind of see the overarching, like, Oh, we're going somewhere. 
I never knew where I was going with this movie. Every time I thought I knew, he ended up in the woods meeting a bunch of hippies performing stage plays. Or, like, it just it just kept going without advancement in the plot. Just more stuff kept happening. But I was like, when's the story going to keep happening, though? It was just... It got to, honestly, it got to the point where I was just like skipping through. I was like, I can't handle any more of this. Skip 30 seconds. Skip more 30. Oh, he's still in the woods. Talking. I, it just, it's one of those instances right. where the director has been praised so much for two movies. Like, dude, you're two for two. And the studio leaves him alone for the third movie. He gets no notes. We're like, just cook, bro. Whatever ingredients you want. Right? And people need notes. Even Tarantino needs his editor because his movies are too long now, right? Um, he no, His editor is no longer editing his, his movies. I, I think she died or she just stopped editing. I don't know what happened. But, like, this is an example of believing all your hype and then just kind of delivering something that you think is the shit, but it's really kind of just indulgent and too much. And... So this is where I push back because his first two movies delivered on his trauma as well. They were just viewed differently because his first movie was about family and about paying for the sins of your fathers and dealing with grief. And his traumas with dealing with grief in his life came out in that movie. And in the next movie, his trauma with relationships and dealing with breakups. So it came out in that. And then his actual trauma came out in Bo is Afraid. So it's one of those things where when people are allowing you to make movies about your own personal trauma, this is kind of what you get. I will say, though, the one downer I feel like about this movie is the fact that it almost feels helpless out with the trauma and stuff. Because Bo's trying to get help. He's trying to get it worked on. He's seen a psych, trying to express himself and everything. Takes the medication, but it's like, it's not helping him. And so, <laughs> it's, I think the problem I have with the movie, most of all, it gives you the attitude of like, man, the world just sucks. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's what I got the message from the movie. <laughs> and it sort I of sucks. That's what I took. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot, Jordan. Seth had his finger up first. Okay, Seth, you can go ahead. I'm just going to say, I completely deny the claim that if you let someone make the movie about their traumas and anxieties, you get a three-hour snooze fest like this. People have been making stuff about their trauma and movies about their trauma for years. You have got, if you're making a movie for entertainment, you have got to at least try to make it entertaining. And I understand that we can do different things and you can have this and everything. But there is no amount like you. if I'm watching someone self-aggrandizement and buying into their own hype and stuff like that, nothing's going to bother me more, especially if it's three hours long. And that's exactly what this whole movie felt like. What, what hype are you buying into? This man just literally put everything he went through on wax. He is not buying into his own hype. He created yeah, a movie. Yeah. He, listen, he created a movie. About his trauma. His first movie was about it. His second movie was about it. This third movie is. Yes, this movie is not good and not rewatch. Well, it is good pretense, but not rewatchable. Not rewatchable. I will say that. I agree with you on some parts, 
But to say that it's not entertaining is being disingenuous to a lot of the population who watched this movie and enjoyed it because it does have a positive audience score. So, okay, no, how no, many people? No, 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 does have a positive audience score. Don't ruin the game. I said audience. Oh, yeah, I said audience. yeah, I know. So Ray, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to know sample size. Oh, no. Go, oh, I thought you were done. I thought you were done, Seth. Sorry. Go back, Seth. No, no, no. I just, I was going to throw it out there. I just want to know sample size. Both if you're telling people. me. Yeah, I mean, like, this movie was not. You, you treat it like this was like Titanic or like a James Cameron movie. And I'm out here. No, 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 no. The no, no. I'm defending my boy Ari, but <laughs> I also agree with Seth while having to defend Ari. So I'm caught between a rock and a hard place because. This shit is mid. Sorry, Ray. I will, keep I will also say, by the way, Ray, before you go, I'm sorry, real quick. I have not watched his first two movies, so I cannot comment on that part of your stuff, and so I can't say anything. I've only watched this one movie, so I can't adjust the first two. I'm sure that they are probably better. Hereditary is legit a great movie. In the last 10 minutes is some of the best cinema in the last 10 years. All right. Uh, Midsummer is... A really, really good movie. This movie is way too damn long. There's a good movie in here. If you give me an 80, 90 minute movie. But again, he was too up his own ass. I don't know if this is true, but I'm just, this is the vibe I get. He's too up his own ass where he can't edit his own work and see what's working and what's not. Because at some point, the audience is bored. We're bored as shit. There's three of us who are bored as shit watching this movie. Like, we get it. Bad oh, shit happens. Fucking <laughs> in the movie. Like, what is the no, point of this four movie? Of <laughs> okay, all four of us were like, bro, at 90 minutes, I get the point. You're like, we get the message. We get it. Right? Like, he has a social disorder. Not the director, the character has a social disorder where he is like terrified of life, pretty much. And he feels comfortable inside his home. And I love that one scene where. He goes outside to buy, I forget what, from, from the store. Water. 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 Right? And he sees everyone enter his place of safety and peace. And it's such a powerful scene. Because it's like the only place he has peace has been invaded. That 10 minutes is all I needed. <laughs> that would have been a great short film. Movie over. But it just yeah, I... kept going. What's up, Yorton? I was going to say that scene was pretty good because it it was a had very much a zombie feel, even though they were just regular people, but just messed up regular people. So it was really yeah. interesting to see it that way. I will say that. I just think he needed an editor or someone to tell him, "Dude, what the fuck? Cut this in half." He needs yes or people to tell him, like, no. I feel like. This is the the classic case of someone surrounding themselves with yes men, you know. Like the George Lucas someone... effect. Yeah, right. <laughs> the prequels. George, do what you want. I bro. mean, realistically, I think Jar Jar's great idea. Act, I think the second act of this movie is what really hurts it because the first act, the introduction and everything, and how we get like his anxiety filled life and his issues and everything, and even up until he gets hit by the truck. And gets rescued by Nathan Lane and his wife. And, you know, the the gentleman who's going through PTSD, like, 
that's all fine. But I think like right there, I would have liked fast forward button, two times speed, straight to when he finally arrives to his mother's funeral. So, I mean, cutting out probably about like an hour of the movie, as we keep saying, like this being a two hour movie would have been perfect. Are we, we going to talk, talk about, about the giant penis with praying mantis arms? We'll get there. Hold the fuck. We'll, we'll get there. Don't <laughs> worry. Can we talk about before we which get to the praying mantis arms, which is a sentence I didn't plan on saying today? Um, I want to talk about the randomness of the mom's death. I don't know. Like, it was just like weird to me. I don't I feel like he was like, I gotta kill the mom. I'm just gonna fucking pull some ideas out of a hat. Oh cool. A chandelier fell on her. Cool. I don't know. Do it anyone else have thoughts on that or am I alone there? The way that entire scene was set up. That conversation was cool on the phone. With that, I I love that conversation. And that's I think that's the outside of the ending. Um, when he was put on trial. Outside of that, that was the one time I could not take my eyes off the screen. Um, in this yeah. three-hour like shit fest, that was the time I could not... I, I, I was not bored at all. I could not stop because he like pulled me in and I... And, like, feeling what Joaquin Phoenix or Bo was feeling in that situation. Like, hey, buddy, that's not my mom, but my mom was just killed by a chandelier? I like, think that's that how Bill I like, felt in that scene. Like, my mom was just crushed by a chandelier. But the way that he, like, built it up just felt, was, was amazing. Thank you for bringing that up, Ray. I think that was Bill Hader on the phone, too. He did a great it job. Was. It was. It was dude, Bill Hader. To call back, and if it's like, I don't know, dude. dude. Maybe you know the wrong number. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the penis with the brain mantis hand. Seth, go ahead. You want to talk about penis? That's a weird thing, but go ahead. <laughs> No, it's that what that was that was a sentence that I text my wife in summary of this movie of like I was like, man, this movie's kind of weird. And what I sent her was a giant penis and pair of balls that has it that's in his mom's attic with praying mantis arms, just killed a PTSD war vet. And I'm like, this is the whole like, what the hell? Like this was wasn't a dream. And I'm like expecting to see some revealing thing that finally causes everything to coalesce into like Oh, you know, I mean, I'm assuming he's been seeing anxiety dreams and everything's just taken to an 11 in his mind. And now suddenly something's going to break. And some of these things that we've been seeing are going to start making a little bit more logical sense for, you know, yeah. same people. And then it turned into a giant penis of praying mantis arms that actually killed the PTSD war veteran that jumped through up into the attic through the window. And I was just like, yes, yeah, so this movie's not serious. OK, we're just doing we're doing fantasy land without cool stuff. Yeah, well, everyone's in fantasy land because everyone's drugged up in this movie. But they're not. They're all in his head. Most of them. I feel like they're all over-exaggerated because it's his interpretation of what's going on, right? Yes. I mean, that's what, that was my takeaway from it, is that everything I was... love how Seth was like, maybe an hour two, minute 45, this movie will start having logic. No, no, I did. For a minute, I was like, you know what? Maybe this movie is going to be good. 
for like one minute, I had hope. And that was in two hours and 20 minutes in, by the way, because I had to pause at the weird ass sex scene that happened before because I was like, what the hell did I just watch? All right. So that was actually at two hours and 40 minutes, not not an hour and 45. But I had I had hope for a solid minute. I was like, oh, maybe maybe Jared's right. Maybe this guy is good. Again, I've not seen the first two movies, which they are probably good movies, but I had hope. I, 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 I love how you were just like, maybe, maybe. So, I've, been in this, I've been in this theater for nine hours. Maybe this gets better. Go ahead. It'll get better. So, so I was going to say, just on the thing about this, his other two movies are much more movie movies. Well, this one, I feel like this one was just more an art piece self-expression than anything else. I wouldn't even really yeah. consider a, a movie movie. <laughs> this should have been free on YouTube. Let's just say it. Um, but to Seth's point, like he's right where a lot of stuff you feel like, oh, that's going to come back and that's going to be like a reveal later, right? And it doesn't. A lot of stuff is introduced and it's not explained. And God damn it, I need some explanation for some of the weird shit that happened in this movie. Like You can't just throw stuff in there that's interesting or bizarre and not have an explanation and leave it up to us to like figure it out. Like that's figure everything. Um, It works when it's highly interesting and there's a lot of stuff to dissect it. It all coalesces well, but after hour two, it's like, bro, you you have three hours and you're an hour and a half movie. Fine, leave me to figure it out. Three hours in, you better fucking tell me what you're trying to do. You know, like there's a good. That's the biggest problem with this movie is there's a good movie somewhere in here. That's 90 minutes long and tells a compelling story. But we didn't get that. And I would love to see a fan edit. Seth, you're going crazy on my screen right now. What, oh, no. I, 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 he's I, just I, nodding like. I'm just saying, when you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, that's four hours and, you know, 20 other yeah. more hours long. And you walk away with plot holes. It's the same kind of thing that annoys me. I love long movies as long as there's the payoff at the end that actually makes it worth it. And this movie got close. It really did. It truly did because it was so close to actually telling an actual like story that didn't and this had a story, but like there was actually a moment where everything could have made sense about like the fact that there was a dead guy that jumped off the building and they just left the body there, which I mean isn't really how that happens, or the guy gouging the guy's thumbs eyes out with his thumbs in the middle of the street and everyone's just dancing around him like nothing's going on. You could have explained all of that and would have made it all make sense. And it's like, oh man, and really has a point about this guy's anxiety and everything. But instead we got giant penis pair of balls with a praying mantis arms, stabbing a PTSD war vet in the head. No explanation. And then he went on a boat and got put on trial by other Darren. And I'm like, and yes, that was a bewitched reference. And no, I don't regret it. Uh, but you could. Because I don't get it. Can we go to the categories? So, There's a lot of good shit here. And I, I want to talk about some of the good scenes. So, Seth, I agree with you that maybe that when we finally get to see the dead, maybe maybe this movie will start making sense. Um, again, nine hours into the movie, it it didn't work like that. Uh, so sorry. Um, speaking of the final scene with the being on trial, 
I thought this was a perfect, since the movie already decided it wasn't going to make sense, I thought this was a, a perfect fucking ending for this movie. And Bo had to pay for all of his crimes. Because as Jordan said, I felt like he did try and get help. But how was he trying? Was he trying to put things off? Was he trying to blame other people? And that's why I really love, as this is a good segue into categories, the final scene where he's talking to his mother and having that dialogue with uh, his mother, Mona Wasserman. Um, I thought that entire scene and that dialogue like really put it in perspective where like, hey, Bo fucking sucks. And like, we already knew it, but like, Holy shit, he really does suck. It just like solidified. For him, I felt go fun, ahead, Ray. I just I want to say I did feel bad for him for the majority of the movie. Like it sucks to have to go through what he goes through and live life that way. Like it's just not even worth living at that point, you know. And hey, I just want to say we don't have ads on this podcast, but I'm kind of tipsy right now and I'm enjoying the conversation a lot. Shout out to Croin Royal. With salted caramel, their flavor, it's hitting the spot, and I'm enjoying this conversation. <laughs> Continue on. That conversation that will make giant penises and addicts uh, enjoyable <laughs> conversation. That giant penises. <laughs> so, because that's what this movie led up to. It led up to that moment. But I'm going to tell you, Jay, You have a problem. No, I do. I do. Because I actually think that scene would have worked so much better again if there had been, like, if he had rejected reality and gone to that scene, it would have been great. However, I. Besides that point, I actually had a whole different takeaway from that scene. As much as I hated Bo and I was okay with him dying and actively rooting for it through most of the movie, I uh, I thought that he his mom was awful and like she was manipulative to him and was terrible to him. And I got a totally different takeaway in which everyone seemed to judge him for things that weren't really his fault. If that makes sense, not all. Some of it was, but like. Well- I was going to say, for me, with Bo, I just, yeah, I don't feel like he was a bad guy. He's just clearly someone has something wrong with him. It's not even his fault. He's trying, but there's nothing for him to do. Like I said, and I think that's the big disappointment with this movie, that my takeaway with the movie is like, oh, you have mental illness, you have mental problems? Well, that's pointless, man. You can't do anything about it. And that's, what, I think, um, what was upsetting about it for me in this movie. I, and he's a okay, victim. I will, I will touch but. on this. Um, I, I actively go to therapy. I go to therapy yeah. t- twice a month. I have been doing that for the last four years. And it becomes a certain point where I've actually had to actively like contemplate like not talking to people who are very important to me but cause me stress or anxiety. Um, So we always talk about the people going no communication with their parents or things like that. And so it comes at a certain point where sometimes you have to protect yourself. And I'm not saying, yeah, Bo is a victim. I'm not victim blaming. He's 100% a victim. I suffer from, you know, mental. uh, Well, I am neurodivergent. I will say that because I do have ADHD. Um, those, Those things are very real. I do go through anxiety. But it's at a certain point where you have to do what's best for you. And honestly, he should have just cut his fucking mom off because it's actively causing him harm and anxiety. And Seth even knows about this as well. 
Like, sometimes you just got to cut those people off. Seth hasn't had to cut any of family members off, but he's privy to it. Um, like, time. you, you got it. Like, I agree with that part and everything. Stuff. Yeah. And that's oh, part of, ahead, like, I feel like, yeah, that's part of trying to... I guess maybe the movie took more that route, where it's him also maybe trying to get some help. Or not help, but doing things to improve his life, I think. But yeah, that that's the big problem I had with this movie. It's just, it's depressing, and it's the fact that, and it's why I never, don't think this is a horror movie either, because this is more uh, a view on someone's mental, and yeah, it's it's, it's and I just think it took session. the wrong route with this movie. It's a therapy session we should we should not have been privy to. Like it's him just expressing everything, and it didn't turn out to a good movie. But I'm sure he feels great about what was produced because now he feels like I aired out all my all my shit. You know, like I, I hope feel he does. Like if he makes another one of these, the dude needs to be checked into a mental hospital. Okay, you have shit that can't be solved through your filmmaking. Hey man, after I saw Hereditary, that's what I thought, and then he made two more movies. Um, <laughs> Uh, they were but... interesting. <laughs> I feel like this is a waste of talent, right? Like the the actors in this are no. way too good to be in a movie that's so unwatchable. No, 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 no. Because uh, he's mm. not going to be nominated. No, Joaquin Phoenix is not going to be nominated for this because it's probably going to be Napoleon. But honestly, it should probably be this his nomination. But it's probably it's likely going to come from Napoleon. It's a great performance in a terrible movie. Like that's just not what we want, right? I, I feel mean, like that if was, he was, in a, that was movie, the Joker. That was but the Joker. to me, at the same time, Joaquin Phoenix is the type movie. of the person. I whistle. feel like no, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying this is better than Joker at all. But I'm just no. saying like okay. a, a fantastic <laughs> performance in a terrible movie. Okay, like, I was like Joker. I, never I don't think it was terrible. I think the Joker actually I, did better for mental health conversation than this movie did. Thumbs up, baby. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna carry the order for the Joker. You have HBO Max. Check it out. Okay. It just honestly, it, it never interests me. So that's why I never saw it. I mean, you could skip it. Uh, I guess you can miss your life and be okay. It's not a must-watch movie, but that's so not, not this, that bad. Go watch Joker. No, yeah. why would I? That's horrible advice. I it's felt. like 90 minutes. No, no, honestly, Joaquin Phoenix is better in this movie Wait. than the Joker. Can we get so a category no. already? Wait. We've talked about this movie way the too much. The Joker's a, a better version of this movie, actually, the more I think about it, actually. No, it but is. I, uh, yeah. yeah, categories. Ray, what are your nominations? Um, What are we doing first? MVP? I said, no, best scene. Oh, best scene. I like the bathtub scene. That scene where he's staring. <laughs> it makes me laugh because he's staring up at this dude who is holding on for dear life. How long has he been holding there? Who knows? But it's too long. It's way too long. And he is losing grip because he is sweating and his grip is slipping and he's about to fall onto a Joaquin Phoenix in this bathtub. <laughs> A naked Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> a naked Joaquin Phoenix. And honestly, I want you to picture yourself in his situation. If you're in your own bathtub right now, and you're relaxing, and you look up, and there's a strange man hanging above you, holding on for dear life, who's about... He's not skinny, by the way. He is a heavy man. And he's about to fall on top of you? That is a terrifying, a terrifying image. 
Um, that the tension in that scene, I thought was so good, and also the tension of like when he does fall and laying on Joaquin Phoenix, and he is. I was like, is he gonna drown? Is he? Then I paused the movie and saw I had four and a half hours left. I was like, oh no, he's not gonna drown. But I thought maybe like, oh, he's gonna drown in this scene, right? So that was a really good scene. I'm tipsy as hell right now, but that was my vote. There we go. Can I just say yeah. that's only the second best? That's the second best two grown men naked wrestling out of a bathtub scene I've ever watched in a movie, because the first one actually belongs to Leonard Nimroy from uh, the movie Catlow. It was a western with Yul Brenner. Just want to throw that out there. Naked guy. Nerd. Oh no, yeah. Sorry, naked guy in a bathtub. Yeah. Wrestling. My bad. You're right. Only uh, one both times. Best scene, by the way. Uh, I thought you uh, wanted to say the one. Um, I forget which of the Western movies we watched, but we hmm. had the dude in the bathtub who shoots the guy. I don't think he was uh, naked wrestling, yeah. though. Yeah, the one naked uh, wrestling. Okay. Yeah, this one was Cat Lowe. It's based off a little more novel. But the best scene is going to be, I mean, you know, as much as I hate to say it, and it's not just for the joke, the easy joke of it means it's the movie's over. But it's going to be the trial scene. But I'm going to say it's the best scene because I didn't like this movie at all. And it was the one that had the most potential with one slight change above it. And overall, I feel like it was the best utilized of the weirdness of his brain. So, the trial scene. That's my best scene as well. Me and Jared agreed on two things about this movie, then. I mean, Walking we agree on more. I, we, we agree on more. I just got to shout out my boy Ari after. But yeah, no, like I said, the uh, trial scene was just perfect summation of this what the fuck movie. It's three hours of saying what the fuck. So Please end. That, that scene was a very good summation of it. Jordan. For me, the best scene was the, we talked about it earlier, when he goes to the to the quickie mark to get the water because he's in a panic about it. And then just that feeling of uneasiness when he sees people going into the apartment. And I felt like if we had, if it was, the movie was cut down and had more scenes like that showing, I feel like that, that described like his anxiety and his issues so much more than I feel like most of the time in this whole movie. And that that was the standout scene for me. All right. So looks like our winner is the finale, the end scene of him being put on trial and then drowning in a boat. Um, so a lot of themes through this movie is dealing with water. So I think it was perfectly contextual with him dying in water. Awesome. So who is our MVP? Um, two movies in a row that we've done from Ari Aster. I picked Ari Aster. He's the not the MVP this time. 100% Joaquin Phoenix. What do we think, guys? I think that's going to be unanimous. Unanimous. It's not Ari Aster. He's the LVP because he... I don't know. He just didn't deliver. But yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. He wins great. the Russell Westbrook Award. 
If I no, could change one thing uh, about this movie, it's getting rid of Arya. Let Joaquin Phoenix direct this movie. No, and no, no. So I'll tell you what the what it is. It's him in the, the editing room. Take him out and put an uh, editor in it who could cut it down and be like, oh, what are the good parts of this movie? So, there unfortunately, Ari Aster is, like, one of my favorite directors, but this man bombed so bad, A24 is now looking at making action blockbuster movies. Really? Yeah, yes. That's, you didn't see when I posted all, the whole thing on Twitter about the movie uh, trending on Twitter? Oh, it's I because... It, I what? can't download images when I'm at work. So I, it wasn't an about, image, it was a link to it. No, no, but no. It, like, Anything from WhatsApp, I can't download okay. from work. So what the link was, why A24 was trending, was because of how much money this movie lost them. So they've had back-to-back box office flops. This was one of the back-to-back ones. What were they? Um, this and one and what else? Uh, it was some other one. I don't even know the name. When they, Because uh, I was seeing it on TikTok yesterday, and I was like... It wasn't Northman, right? No. Um, that movie was amazing. No, it was, so this and um, so I'm looking at uh, obviously their most recent release was um, what is that? Talk to me. Um, oh, the Iron Claws coming soon. That looks good. Yeah. So before Talk to Me, they had back to back box box office flops, and they were just like, "Hey, we got to recoup our money, so let's do action blockbusters." Let's join um, Marvel. Wait, you know what though? I'm sort of actually excited about that because i feel like we could use some just fun or not necessarily fun but just some action movies low budget action movies which i feel like really haven't been around for a while so that I mean, might I, you're right so um, that might be so, nice a little change of pace i agree so we're not even going to do the road trip award because like no, nobody no one is getting it. Up, guy. Um, the, the, my, I'm walking the car and going to the next city. That's what's happening. <laughs> I'd rather live in Raccoon City or Silent Hill than go wherever the fuck um, these people are. Oh, I get six man, but I'm going to pick Nathan Lane. Sure. I, yeah. I no okay. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with that. because I, th- I, I thought he did abstain. a good job on that. I actively abstain. I can hear. I just okay. heard that. I can so, see that from your head. There. All right, guys. It's Rotten Tomatoes time. Ooh, I'll go first since I've never since I never play. Is that cool. You always play. I'm the host. Well, we switch off duties, you know. So it's like I don't know if it's you, here. My... I've done most of the hosting. That's because I've been busy. But we, we switched off. I feel like Yorton and Seth are in comp- competition for first place, and really it's Seth. But uh, I, me and you, Jared, are at the bottom here. So, like, the score right now is me five, Jared three, and then it's Yorton with 12, and Seth with 18. So, like, we're double digits behind. Uh, Seth Seth, Seth's running away with this, I, I feel know. like. I don't, look, I do not know how on earth, because last year I did not. I I did not. I I learned and I, I put time in the gym over the off season winter break. <laughs> I guess that's that's what I got because I don't the, know how that's happening. With Brandon Ingram, <laughs> this movie got a sixty percent because I don't know what else to pick. I feel like critics refuse to admit that Ari Aster made a bad film, and so they're going to say it was good despite 
the truth hiding in their brain. Um, that's my pick, 60%. I, I am going to d- disagree with that quite a bit. I'm going to go much lower with this one because I am going to go like a 40, 35. Yeah, I was debating 35, 40 on this one. Mine's my yeah, heart 40. 20, but I'm just playing the game here. Go ahead, Seth. You are going to hate me because my heart tells me that this should be tied with Highlander 2. But I am going to say that this movie is actually higher because of Ray's logic, not because of anything I agree with. And so since Jordan went low, Ray went middle, I'm going to go ahead and just say 75 because I can't bear to say higher. I don't think it's a 75. Like, shouldn't deserve that. That's what I think it got. Jordan, what was your personal score? 40. Should I gotten with the 35? <laughs> uh, so, audience score for this movie was a 71. As Jared said, it was a positive audience score. Of a sample size of two, but okay. Sample size of uh, 250. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, not that many people saw this movie. It's one of the problems why A24 is shifting gears. But 250 verified critics reviewed this movie. There's, God, was there more critics guess than what? Seth Bracken is our winner. I hate that you won that one. God. You, With you hate 75, all. the actual score was a 67. Oh. oh, wait a minute. Ray, you picked 60. Yeah, yeah Ray mine. won. I forgot. Ray picked 60. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. I think I was, I was What's it, Seth pick? What's the Seth yeah. pick? No, you picked 75. I forgot, Ray. You picked 60. Yeah. Ray is the actual winner. Why am I, I was winner? off by one I was off by eight. Ray, you're, you're off, off by, by 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, wait, 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 73, oh, 74, 75. 67. Oh, hell yeah. 67. Give me that I was point, baby. <laughs> I, I still I'm not even happy with that one. It, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Should have said seventy. Yeah, that movie. Uh, I'm gonna retire. Uh, no, quite literally. <laughs> it was in between both of y'all. Unfortunately, it was an odd number, so Ray got it by one point. That's funny. Um, damn. Congrats, Ray. My whole life. Can I give a speech real quick? I want to thank God. I want to thank the Academy. <laughs> I don't think Ari Aster for making such a terrible film. Um, critics for being up your own ass. Thank you for that as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. The rest is just pure talent and skill that I've developed and God gave me. That's it. <laughs> this is the greatest. Well, that was a modest crowd royale, salted caramel, greatest flavor of whiskey ever. This is the greatest in human history. Um, Clearly, your two hosts have had some beverages today, but we're here. I got drunk yesterday, so I didn't get drunk today, because I was at uh, Renaissance Festival yesterday. Jared, 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 Um, we gotta hang out. You keep... You you brought it up like a month ago, but we haven't hung out since. We gotta gotta go hit downtown or something. Hey, yes. um, Seth, as well, thank you for playing the game. You lost. Ooh. 
loser. <laughs> you lost just like we all did watching this movie. Um, so segueing right back into yes, we all. Do we recommend this to a friend? I cannot recommend. No, this. I can't recommend this no. to anybody unless you no. hate them. No, I guys, I'm gonna recommend this movie. I am. To who? All right, I'm Name gonna recommend it. To, I got you to that coworker who doesn't know you don't like them. Yes, and you're like, and so you're gonna talk to him. You're gonna be like, man, you should really watch this movie, but you gotta stay till the end. You're gonna want to turn it off, but you gotta stay till the end. You're right. That's what I recommend this movie to. I'm gonna recommend this movie to the student I hate the most, <laughs> and I don't hate any student. Okay, I'll be rephrase it. The student I dislike the most that needs extra credit. He needs it to pass. I'm like, bro, have I got a movie for you? I All don't right? think it's a good idea to for movie <laughs> oh, I'm changing careers. Okay? <laughs> this is fine. I'm changing careers. Um, I will recommend this movie anyway. Um, no, there ain't one person on this planet I recommend this movie to. Ain't no one who's going to benefit from this movie. No one's going to walk away from this movie feeling like, hey, thanks for the recommendation, buddy. I really appreciate you. I can't wait for you to recommend another movie. It's just not going to happen. I legitimately enjoyed Highlander 2 more. <laughs> yes. Legitimately. You make fun of it. Yes. If that movie was awful. Highlander 2 is not good. In no way was that movie good. But it was so bad that I at least enjoyed laughing at like what the hell is happening i said what the hell is happening in this movie too but i didn't enjoy it when i said it i enjoyed it when i said it in highlander 2 for all There's the wrong reasons good about highlander 2 nothing <laughs> nothing at all not even acting there's not even good acting there's not That's even good shots it's just nothing <laughs> yeah huh. can i just anyway. say right now the sixth inning just end it's two to zero both teams have five hits this whoa. Astros need to put some points on the board. Who's That's winning? It. Uh, Rangers, Rangers. 2-0. Mm. The Love is Blind reunion. That's on. Um, oh, is that on right now? Yeah. Oh, it is on right now. Oh. Izzy uh, got denied, too. Hey, Jared, when are we going to have our podcast? Uh, so, we're moving on. <laughs> is this movie making the Blockbuster Hall of Fame? My answer is no. Seth, no. Jordan, no. Ray, no. So well, next on. week. I do feel like no, I'm joking. It's a no. Uh so we're moving on from Bo is Afraid. Jordan, your pick is up next. What are we watching next week? So moving that I felt like I wanted to go revisit it and everything. This is more of a little bit on the monster side of it, but uh Cloverfield. I want to go revisit. I had seen it so long, and I wanted to re- basically see if it was as good as I remembered. So I I'm feel like Cloverfield. I feel like you and me saw this in theater together, maybe. Mm-mm. I This one in particular was a big surprise for me, because this was in the midst of my deployment, and I just mm-hmm. randomly picked this up at the video store, not knowing anything about it, popped it in, and was pleasantly surprised with this movie. Can I say it's one of the best trailers ever? I remember being in a theater and watching the trailer, which is just like a scene from the movie, and it ends with like the Statue of Liberty's head being thrown to the ground. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is happening? This is crazy. Um, I'm excited. This is fun. Seth, you were not very pleased with this pick. Not because of the movie. It's because of the way it's filmed. I'm going to struggle with this movie. not a big fan of Shaky Cam, but... It makes this me sick. One. That's why I can't okay. do first-person video games. 
Wait, before we sign, damn, that limits like half the video games ever made. Um, so I only I play very certain video games. Can, can you play Mech Warrior games then? I never tried. I don't, are they third person? Uh, you can go third or first person on. Them, I can do. But... I can do third person as long as there's not too much motion blurring. I got to turn motion blurring off on games and things like that. Can I shout out real quick? Jared's doing 31 Days of Horror, which he does every year. He watches 31 scary movies. Um, I saw on your list that you posted on Instagram that you watched Event Horizon. That was one of the movies I was considering picking, but I'm not going to anymore. Does it hold up? Um, honestly... No, it it does, but it's just like Seth and I were talking about this as well. Kind of good on like the gore and blood and shit. I'm good. Is that on the it. movie's fault, or is it just you've seen so much gore and blood since that movie that you're kind of tired of? Well, it? because we are actually talking about Ty West earlier, and like uh-huh. we mentioned last year when we talked about X, like Ty West does a really good job with his blood and gore. Because he makes it like necessary, but it's like quick and then it ends. He doesn't like linger on it. So I think that's my issue with like blood and gore now is when you linger on it. And that's my only gripe about Event Horizon. It lingers on the blood and gore too much. But it doesn't appear until the second half of the movie. But when it appears, it takes up quite a bit of the second half. My thoughts on that movie were, it scared me. I watched it way too young, and it's stuck with me ever since. And I've watched it like three times since, and I've just been like, this is a underrated gem. So I'm excited to watch it again, not for the podcast, just by myself at like age No, no, I, like it's still a good movie. Like I was just saying like, mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about like, okay, I just watched it and I only had really one gripe, but outside of that, yeah, it still holds up. So sorry, I was like, yeah, it still holds up. No, but no, it's a good one thing didn't age well for me. Yeah, the good gore for sure. Yeah, I'm not a big gore fan either. I just, I like horror more than gore. Gore doesn't freak me out. Gore just makes me gross. Yeah, and so like that. That's why I say it's like me getting older, and I realize like because I've seen other directors like do it well when it's just like, hey, here goes some gore, here goes some blood, but we're gonna think- move on because I'm making a good movie. What's the best movie you've seen so far? We're 15 days into October. So I am behind because as soon as I get off this call, I got to pick up two more movies. Um, Honestly, right now, I'm going to tell you guys, Annabelle, like the Conjuring verse kind of like gets weird, not as good. The first two movies are fantastic. I like Annabelle because it's real huge Rosemary Babies vibes, and I love Rosemary's Baby. Um, but Annabelle Creations is actually a good fucking horror movie. Annabelle Hold Creations on, is, is that, really good. Which one is, is that? The never mind. I, I I seen it, but I forgot about it. All right. Um, and they made a remake of Wrong Turn. What? <laughs> But it's really good. The only issue I have. So you remember this era? I like, sorry, sorry. This is derailing everything. But you remember the era, because we're all millennials here, when like Gen X was, okay, now we've got to start making millennials in our movies. 
But then they wrote the dialogue for millennials to be so like, we don't talk like this. We talk like regular people. We don't talk only in like slang or lingo or like buzzwords. We say real sentences. And again, this is how movies now are starting to write like Gen Z characters. Where every other word is like bussin'. Oh, it's bussin' bussin'. Like, and it's like, they don't all talk like that. It's That's not how everyone like talks. That shit slaps, bro. The, n- n- again, they don't say that every other word. So it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and, so, and so, no, no. Like, it's... Um, I love Seth just did the Joseph Mourinho meme where he takes the headphones off. Um, but no, Jordan, where are you? That's my only I'm right here. Bye. Your video was off. Oh, okay. Do you know what Sorry, busting means? Really right about that movie. Um, Hold on. Do you know, do you know what busting means? You're having good time? <laughs> it means this shit is good. This yeah. shit is Good. Is Bust the Honestly, so the best movie I watched so far, it's on Hulu. It's called No One Will Save You. It's a movie with Ooh. zero dialogue. Go fucking watch it. No I didn't One like the save you. Great movie, though. It's fantastic. That's only like Caitlin Deaver, right? The one yeah. from Tim Allen Show. Justified? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last Man Standing and Justified, too. And... Okay, yeah. Great movie. Uh, Weird ending, but yes. Fucking loved it. Fantastic movie. Uh, everyone oh, go watch okay. it. Hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to say there's literally almost no dialogue in that movie. And I didn't realize that until like 30 minutes into it. I was like, there's no dialogue in this movie. It's straight up just her reacting to what's going on. Seth, why are you laughing? Because Jared just said that. Did he? Like, I'm a little yeah. tipsy. Three times. Fuck you guys. I'm a little tipsy. I had... <laughs> he was like, there's no dialogue. You should watch it. He said something. He said, there's um, no dialogue. You should watch it. Again, I'm going to do a full recap of my 31 Nights of Terror part four at the end of the month. Um, I Like I said, I'm two behind of my date. So uh, I love you guys. Our Did next you know movie... there's, there's no dialogue in that movie? Did y'all know that? <laughs> Our next movie. Drunk Ray going on. Jordan's pick of Cloverfield. We'll see you guys next week for Cloverfield. Again, my recap of 31 Nights of Terror coming at the end of the month. Um, I apologize for Bo is Afraid. Um, Yeah, right. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.